And hello, everyone, and welcome to The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we're going to be talking about a subject matter today, and that is of the Tribulation Road, as we look at a verse-by-verse study in biblical prophecy in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. So we pray that you can stay tuned to our program and be part of it as well. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word, and we, Lord, ask that you just open up your meaning to us so that we may understand. We thank you, Lord, for those listening in who want to come along with us and study Second Thessalonians 1. We lift it up to you, and we praise your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Again, you're tuning to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at that tribulation road. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on www.twave.tv. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on the program. Every week, brother. Great to be on. I, I just thank you so much for having me on every week, and uh, I look forward to it. Well, Nathan, it's always a lot of fun, and uh, I'm so glad that you were able to spend a little time with the family. So uh, you visited some family last week, and we had another program that you and I had done in the past, so people were blessed by it. But tell me, how is the whole family doing? You have a beautiful family, by the way. Well, thank you. Yeah, I live here in the Dallas area. With uh, that's where I work with Lamb and Lion Ministries here in Dallas. Uh, but my family happens to be all back in the east, so I got the chance to, to <laughs> connect with them. And uh, uh, it, it's very much like what we'll be reading in Second Thessalonians, where Paul's wanting to reconnect with the new family he created in the, the town of Thessalonica. So yes. I felt a little like that. I could bring my own family a little encouragement and and uh, the Word of God and study together and prayer together. So it was a great time of fellowship. Thank you for asking. That is awesome. And you know, Nathan, likewise, most of my family is back in New York, the Bronx. Some are living here now. And it's nice to be able to uh, visit them sometime and connect with them. So I'm so glad uh, that you were able to spend that time with them. And of course, you did mention a little bit about the ministry there, Nate, but maybe some other people are not familiar fully with Lamb and Lion Ministry. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and your contact information? Well, certainly, uh, Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. I'm the uh, Associate Evangelist and Web Minister on staff, our Senior Minister, of course, being Dr. David Reagan. And uh, our ministry is to proclaim God's prophetic word in Jesus' soon return. Those can check us out on ChristinProphecy.org or LambLion.com. And there we have a wealth of information on Bible study, uh, particularly the God's prophetic word with 31%. 31% of the Bible is Bible prophecy. So check us out, watch our television show, Christ and Prophecy, sign up for our newsletter, join our social networks, read our articles. We've got tons of information to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Excellent, Nathan. And actually, I'm just pulling it up right here as we are trying to get our TV edition of our programs back online. We've been doing a lot of... Uh, construction here at our station and of course we were doing more the audio portions of it but we're getting some of the video on so hopefully those individuals that maybe are not able to tune in online can actually uh, see your information uh once again there for lamb and lion so i want to thank you for for sharing that with us nate and uh, I'm, I'm so excited because you guys are involved in everything conferences and soon you this year already you're going to have your annual conference that's what in july nathan Yes, uh, mid-July here in the Dallas area, just north actually of Dallas, in our, a town called Allen, which is a bedroom community. 
And folks can uh, sign up for our, our conference at laylion.com. They can also, if they can't make it here, is watch it online. We'll yeah. begin being, uh, we'll be broadcasting that online. And if any pastors out there or Bible study leaders, you want to invite your whole church or yes. Bible study to watch, you can stream it and uh, everybody have your own conference uh, free of charge. Uh, sign up at uh, landline.com. Absolutely. For those of you catching us live there, we are www.twave.tv. You can see that information in the back screen. And those of you following us via Facebook, you can follow the link there to twitcasting.tv of our Facebook page, and you can check that out as well. So, Nathan, thank you for sharing that. And, yeah, we every year we have that opportunity to stream that now for the past few years and invite people here to our congregation. And I feel like we're part of your family now. You are, brother. You are. I just love how you continue to to share Bible prophecy. You have been on Christ and Prophecy, too. Uh, it's a great blessing, I think, for people to to learn about uh, why pastors should get excited about Bible prophecy. People can watch right. that episode of Christ and Prophecy on our television show. And they go to twave.tv, and there I'm seeing you there at the desk, so it's good to see the hey. churches coming together, man. And uh, you can be Thank on video you. again. Uh, slowly but surely. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And uh, I, I rather do audio instead of video because then they can see all my flaws on TV and I didn't bring my makeup with me today. So, you know. <laughs> well, your studio is starting to look really good. Oh, thank you, Nathan Jones. But again, you and I will always have a lot of fun with Bible prophecy. And, uh, you know, I posted there on our Facebook page, again, just a little bit of uh, a picture regarding what we're going to be talking about. And I put a picture of you and I when we were here in Florida to sort of, you know, bring a little light to the situation as well. So, yeah, yeah that's good. So we're excited about that because, Nathan, you and I, we were talking about uh, the past few weeks. We were looking at First Thessalonians Bible prophecy in a verse by verse manner. And uh, we will. We were talking about the rapture road. And uh, before we jump into Second Thessalonians, a tribulation road. Can you recap for us a little bit about First Thessalonians and what the rapture is? And uh, maybe someone just tuned in and they're not very familiar with that. Well, the Apostle Paul went to the town of Thessalonica in the Roman Empire, and uh, he, as he usually did, he started a church. He was a missionary, and he started a church in the town of Thessalonica. Unfortunately, wherever Paul went to, he also created enemies, people yeah. who didn't like the message, and he was driven out of town. So what was left was a, a little church who had just got started, a baby Christians are called, I guess you could say, in the faith, and they had a lot of questions still. So what Paul did is he wrote First Thessalonians, which is a letter, and we call it First Thessalonians, I'm sure he didn't call it First Thessalonians, <laughs> but... Yeah, that letter went to them. It was to encourage them that as their church was being persecuted for believing in Jesus Christ, that one day Jesus Christ would return to, to catch up. The, we use the word rapture for it. To catch up, to bring up, to snatch up those who have accepted him as Savior and bring them up to heaven. Mm -hmm. And that's what he taught, especially in uh, chapter 4 of 1 Thessalonians. So now we're about to get into 2 Thessalonians, and this is a follow-up letter Likely Paul wrote it in Cor uh, the town of Corinth, right. and it could be within the same year, most theologians believe. Uh, the, the, the little church is still growing, but they have questions still, and Paul is set to answer those questions. Mm, excellent point. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, for those of you that maybe just tuned in and you did not catch our previous uh, studies through the uh, Revelation Road, uh, actually uh, Rapture Road, you can catch that here on www.twave.tv. We'd love for you to follow along with us. And also we post it on our Facebook page. So, Nathan, now we're sort of turning the page, if you will, 
from 1 Thessalonians to 2 Thessalonians. You share with us, of course, this was a, a, a sort of like a new church, a baby church, and there were certain things that they needed to be reminded. There were some misunderstandings about death and about the rapture and what happens to individuals. Uh, so can you please take us through uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 there, those opening verses, so people can follow along with us? Certainly. Well, Paul did the typical greeting uh, in all of his letters, and this one is no different. He starts, Paul, Sylvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians and God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I just love that opening. He, uh, that grace and peace, and we talked about that before, right, Nathan, that you can't really experience true peace apart from the grace of God. Yes, as we read through the letter, too, we'll see that the Thessalonians were quite worried. Uh, they didn't have peace. <laughs> they had uh, a lot of not only tribulation from those around them, but persecution, right. but also they didn't have peace with what Paul had previously taught them. It yeah. was incomplete, and so Paul is going to complete that here. But he wanted to remind them that, that God is our Father, that Jesus Christ and the Father are one and the same, and they are providing peace to the church and grace. Now, God's grace, of course, being is because Christ died on the cross. We don't suffer judgment when we've accepted him as Savior. We mm. accept grace. We get blessings that's right. of curses. So that's God's grace to us. And he always reminds them, almost every letter, he reminds the church that he's writing to that God has grace and peace if you just accept it. And that's encouraging, I think, for us believers, because it applies to us even today that we live under God's grace and God's peace. Even though trial and trouble swirl around us, yes. we can live at the center of the storm and be at peace with God. Well, Nathan, and you're right. Uh, troubles does and situations do. So, I mean, we, every day here in the United States of America now, we, we see that, um, especially with this election situation and people fearful, they don't know what's going to happen, what's going to be the outcome of our country. And, and that, you know, that seems to be the case for believers. There's always something that we are uh, having to pray through. But God is God is merciful. God is gracious. And God will see us through every type of tribulation and challenges. Right. Exactly. You know, it's funny, as Christians, we, we get caught up really in the day-to-day. -day. We, we see yeah. our nation have, going through difficulties, we see our lives going through difficulties, and our family and friends, and we start forgetting things. We start worrying, we start doubting. And uh, that's not the condition for the Christian. The condition no. for the Christian should always be secure in knowing that God's grace rests on us that's right. and that we have his peace. So that doesn't mean that uh, we won't have troubles, but it means that we'll have peace and joy during those troubles. Mm. And what a great state to be in, you know, no matter how much the winds assail us and the tides go against us, that we can still be at peace during yes. all this situation. Well said, well said, absolutely. And Paul here is writing with his team and to the believers and he's encouraging and then when we get to verse 3 and on, Nathan, there in 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, now he begins to address those issues of troubles and tribulations. Can you take us through those? Sure. Verse 3 begins, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all bounds towards each other. I, I, I really love verse 3. It says, The love grows exceedingly, uh, for, uh, you know, abounds towards each other. And, and that reminds me of the Church of Jesus Christ, Nathan. Our mark, if you will, needs to be the mark of love for one another. And, and I really love that verse there uh, because he says, Your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds 
towards each other. And you, you served in a ministry, Nathan, and you've told me you also served in uh, children's ministry and all and, and, and various different ministries. And that's pri primarily what you're communicating uh, to your small congregation, the love for one another. Well, that's, that's what we should be as Christians. We should be conduits of God's love. I, I love that old song that says, you know, that sings, we are one in the Spirit, we are one in yes. the Lord, and we'll know we are Christians by our love. I yeah. mean, that's how people should know. Uh, and sadly, in this day and age, I think most people think of Christians by what we, we hate. You know? <laughs> uh, certainly we hate the immorality in the world. Uh, it, it's, right. it's gotten out of hand. It's hurting people. So yes. there's kind of a love behind that seeming hate that people seem to interpret from us, but they should know we are Christians by our love, and that's Absolutely. our love, not just in, in what we say, but how we act, you know? We yeah. should be as Christians doing what Jesus did, and what Jesus did is he took care of the poor, the needy, the widow, the orphan, he provided food and healing, and he shared the gospel that way, and, and we as Christians, I, I think we, we spend more of our time judging than loving, yeah. and I can be guilty of that too, so Paul's reminding them that, that, that they love every one of you. And it's a, a testimony. Now, remember, Paul was kicked out of Sylvanus or Silas, uh, his partner, and Timothy as well. And he sent a messenger to deliver the first Thessalonian letter to the church. And clearly then that messenger came back and reported back to Paul yes. what the church was like. And what a blessing it must have been to Paul. Because here you have this baby church out there, just new and started. And yet... Their faith was growing, and they were loving each other, and they were loving other people. And what a great testimony for this little church. You know, Nathan, and, and you're absolutely right. And even now, I find that even amongst Christians sometimes, we need to be careful because we should. I mean, there are, we are going to face certain differences in certain areas. But at the end, we shouldn't be divisive and fighting against each other. And, you know, it's interesting because right now we're in the middle of politics. And we'd be surprised how many Christians are divided. And I mean, they man, they're so passionate, even like so angry when because of different candidates. And if you say, hey, I voted for so-and-so. And we need to remember we're on the same team, right? We need to remember we're not fighting against each other. <laughs> right. And politics will always divide, right? Never talk about politics and religion. <laughs> well, we're, we're ministers, brothers, so we have to talk about religion. And what does the religion teach us? That we should be showing love towards each other. So all this bickering and fighting about politics, you, you know, again, that's a that's a... Not only a worldly thing, and I do believe strongly that Christians should be involved in the culture to, to be salt and light for Christ. But how we handle it is very important. We should be showing the love of Christ, and that will turn people towards Christ. Not our anger or our judgment, but our love for, towards all those. And this little church exemplified it well. I think it also behooves us, too, to remember that the condition of this world is temporary. Yes. Our home is the earth. Our home Ooh. is with Jesus Christ in heaven and when he sets up his millennial kingdom. That's our country. Ooh. And even though we live in this country now, we need to keep the big picture in mind that our country is the country ruled by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan, for bringing us back to earth in a sense, right? Oh, well, I that, think that's what Paul would want us to do. That is awesome. Thank you, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy, TV, Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the Tribulation Road, Second Thessalonians chapter 1. And uh, Nathan, I, I just love this. Yeah, they continue to take us through because we're getting now into this different portion that sometimes people get confused when we're talking about that tribulation and tribulation and suffering. Okay. Well, verse 4 begins, So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God 
for your patience and faith in all your persecution and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evident of the righteous judgments of God, that you may become worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you, and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God, on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. Wow, Nathan, you just gave us a mouthful on there. Talk to us about this passage because here it mentions that word tribulation various times. What exactly is going on here? Well, again, don't forget that this little church here was enduring quite a lot of suffering. They yes. were being persecuted. The people who rejected the message of the gospel when Paul was there drove Paul out. He was able to, they were able to do that. But that left the church behind, and of course they would continue to be rejected and to uh, go through sufferings and trials. And so, unfortunately, that's the condition of being a Christian. We that's right. We suffer the trials at the hands of man. We're going yes. to suffer under the hands of Satan. Jesus talks to us in John 16, and Paul will later in Philippians 1, and uh, Peter will in 1 Peter 4. But, now, this is where people get it confused. There is a lowercase tribulation, which means Absolutely. suffering. And then there's uppercase tribulation, which is actually a time period. And that is the wrath of God. And we can read about that in Isaiah 24, and Zephaniah mm -hmm. 3, and 1 Thessalonians 5. We already read about it in the previous chapter. And that's Christ's uh, judgment upon the world for its sin. It's a seven-year time period where God will pour out 21 judgments, which we can read in Revelation. And it's for bringing those who have rejected him to make them finally have to choose Jesus or not. And then for Jesus to return and set up his kingdom. So... There are suffering and tribulations, lowercase, that mm -hmm. Christians suffer. But Christians are promised that we are exempt from the wrath of God. Now, there's quite a number of verses about that. And Paul will bring these up here and later. But we are promised that we will not have to suffer wrath. I think yes. we covered in 1 Thessalonians 1.10. Absolutely. And wait for from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. Mm -hmm. And also in 1 Thessalonians 5.9, For God did not appoint us to, to suffer wrath, wrath but Absolutely. to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So here in other verses, Paul is telling us that the tribulation mm -hmm. time period is not the tribulation suffering that we experience daily. Excellent point. And we wanted to clarify, Nathan, because this is an area where people seem to get it confused sometimes. The great tribulation versus tribulation and suffering. And you and I, in, in this world that we're walking through right now that we call Earth, we are going to experience a lot of tribulation. In the early church, I mean, in the book of Revelation, right, Nathan, chapters 2 through 3, there all the churches, they were all suffering different types of attacks and tribulation and martyrdom, right? Great point. And wait till we get to Second Thessalonians 2. Oh, boy. Right. <laughs> that is a chapter that gets really confused because people confuse the lowercase tribulation mm -hmm. with the uppercase tribulation. And Paul has really got to clarify this for the church. And, brother, today people are still deeply confused about it and can be very divisive about it, too. But it's very clear that what, what Paul is talking about here is the suffering Christians yes. bear for carrying the name of Christ. 
It is not the suffering that God will punish the earth mm. for the rejection of him. That's two different things. Yes. As a matter of fact, even in this passage, which I just read, we read about how God will repay the suffering of Christians in the great tribulation. So why would Christians be in the tribulation if it's to repay evil people for causing us tribulation? Exactly. Clearly two separate things. Excellent point. And Nathan, I'm glad you're drawing that out. And again, we pray for those of you that are tuned in or you're listening. I know some of you are also live via tweetcasting.tv. And also feel free to uh, post your questions clearly uh, for us that we might be able to discuss them uh, here. And we believe uh, we have someone tuned in. I believe it's Super Universe is the... um, username there on tweetcasting but if you can post your question that would be better so that we can take it and hopefully be able to discuss it uh here nathan and i but nathan and i think that clarifying this is very important because one of the things that i noticed in verse seven is this and he says and to give you who are troubled rest uh with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. So we notice that what God has in store for the believers, even in the tribulation saints, is rest, not more suffering. <laughs> exactly. Our rest, most people think of rest when you're dead. When you're dead, you're, you're finally at rest. What we're talking about here is, he's not talking about the rapture, he's talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ at the end of the tribulation. When Jesus is revealed from heaven, he comes with his mighty angels. He comes with us, who have been raptured ahead of time. And that's where he finally defeats Satan and his Antichrist and all the armies of the world that are against him. And it even explains it. It explains in flaming fire. Verse 8. Jesus takes vengeance. How many times have we prayed for justice from God and to take vengeance on those who persecute Christians? I I think of how ISIS is murdering and raping and killing all the Christians in the Middle East, and, and we pray, Lord, Lord, when are you going to finally dole out justice for this? When are you going to take your vengeance? And we are promised by Jesus Christ that one day he will come, and he will finally defeat evil. And brother, I can't wait yeah. for Jesus' day of vengeance. Oof, absolutely. And you're absolutely right, Nathan. And there's a lot of things in this earth that are unjust, and we just have to trust God and pray, and God is going to take care of the situations and, and we uh, vengeance is mine says the lord we're not supposed to try to uh, uh fill those shoes right nathan but the bible right, tells right. us now, how do you balance that with the command love right right well, that's why we're here we're enduring the suffering and tribulations that people afflict upon us for the name of christ to show them love to help them to accept jesus Savior. yes but there's going to come a time where jesus says that's as much time as i'm giving everybody it's mm-hmm. done it's now time you rejected it's a lifeline of salvation. Now is the time for vengeance. So how do you balance the two? We're here for love now, but eventually Jesus steps in and he's the one who takes the vengeance. The church should never be the one to take the vengeance of the Lord. Excellent point, Nathan. And this is why sometimes, you know, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 5 there that, you know, we're to bless those that curse us, right? And we're to pray for those who unrighteously uh, do things. And that's really, you know, what's going to win the lost. It's not us pointing the finger, you're going to hell, but saying Jesus loves you. You do need to repent and come to Christ. And that's what the Bible says. And then if they don't, when the judgment comes, the Lord is going to be just. Exactly. Well said. You know, Nathan, I also noticed verse 9, and it says, And these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Can you talk to us a little bit about verse 9? Because there's another powerful verse there. Well, we're getting to, that's a big subject, brother. 
We're getting to the, <laughs> what he's explaining that when Jesus Christ comes, he defeats Satan and he casts him in a pit. He defeats the Antichrist and his right-hand man, the false prophet, and he sends them to, to the lake of fire, which is hell. And we assume all the demons as well. And the armies that, the, that are supporting Satan, they get destroyed and they get sent to a place called Hades, it's a, or torment. It's a holding place of the damned mm-hmm. until we get to G- the end of Jesus' kingdom, the 1,000 years, where he will then resurrect all those who have rejected him and will hold a judgment called the Great White Throne Judgment, which we can read in Revelation 20 and 21. And there we read that Jesus will hand out uh, judgment for the rejection of his salvation. In other words, the only work that matters in our life is that Jesus Christ died on the yes. cross. All our earthly works, no good. They can't get us saved. So if you're not written in Jesus' book of life by accepting his salvation, then you're facing what's called everlasting destruction. You are banished from the presence of the Lord and the wonders of his glory and to the lake of fire. And there in the lake of fire we will experience everlasting destruction. So it's a terrible, terrible destination. And that's why I pray, and yeah. that's why the church needs to get serious, that there's unbelievers out there who need the gospel of Jesus Christ in order to be saved, or they're facing eternity in hell. And that is a terrible, terrible thing. You know, Nathan, again, and you, you're right, because verse 10 there tells us that when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be uh, admired among all those who believe because of our testimony among you uh, was believed. So that, that day is coming, right? We know there's going to be that time or that day in the, talking about the tribulation, but it's always going to be the regathering of all the saints to Jesus. I love how at the end of the Return of the Jedi, how they remastered <laughs> it. Not everybody agrees with the remaster and Return of the Jedi, but they added this little scene where Palpatine's defeated and all the people tear down his statue and the evil, the empire right. is cast yes. out and the, the people rejoicing and celebrating. To me, that's a great sign of when Jesus Christ comes, the statue that the, of the Antichrist, the people worship, will be torn down. Satan will be cast out. The people who are enemies of God will be cast out. And a new kingdom, a new Amen. time period will be set up. And that's Jesus Christ. Uh, very well put so i guess that's a that's a little tidbit there if you didn't see star wars go check it out (laughs) (laughs) no not the force awakens but the original return of the jedi i just love what they did with that scene because it it shows the people rejoicing and celebrating and here's the glorification of his saints in other words we're going to admire jesus christ for for defeating evil and finally taking his day of vengeance and finally rescuing christians from the suffering we're in and brother Christians are suffering yeah. more today than they have in the last hundred years in the 20th century. was an awful time of persecution of Christians, and it's just getting worse. It is, Nathan. And that's why, you know, it, verses 11 and 12, as you get ready to close us there, uh, we see the race that we're running and how we are to endure it. Can you read for us those two few verses, Nathan, as we get ready to close? Verse 11 begins, Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Mm. Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. What, What a beautiful passage, right, Nathan? I mean, again, therefore, we also pray always for you that our God will count you worthy of this calling. And and isn't that the the race that we're running, Nathan? That's why we don't give up. That's why we don't throw in the towel that we'll be counted to be worthy. Lord, we want to be used by you, right? Amen, brother. And and Paul later will even compare it to a race. That uh, when he's done his ministry trips and his mission trips, he's facing death. 
that he's run the good race, he's fought the good fight, and he's worthy to receive the crown of righteousness. Yes. And here he's wanting us to be worthy of the calling. In other words, Jesus died for us so that we could receive salvation. Therefore, how are we living? Are we living worthy of that calling? Are we fulfilling the good pleasures of God's goodness? Are we working faith? Mm. Are we praying for others? Are we serving him in the name of yes. Jesus Christ so that Christ is glorified in our lives? That's what's important. That's how Christians should live. Mm. Nathan, I, I love that. And that's why we always encourage those of you that are tuned in. You know, this is the race we're running. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. He lives in us. He gives us the endurance to move forward. And if you have not trusted in Christ, we want to give you an opportunity right now to come to him. We talked about the judgment of God. We talked about the uh, what awaits this world. But what awaits you that are listening now is an opportunity to receive God's grace and to receive his son Jesus. And we pray that you would come to him and recognize how much he really, really loves you. And Nathan, maybe there's someone tuned in and they don't have a relationship with the Lord and you have that heart of evangelist. Would you be able to share with them how they can start that relationship right now from wherever they are? Well, if you confess your sins that Jesus Christ, confess your sins that Jesus is Lord and Savior, then you'll be saved. In other words, uh, uh, ask for forgiveness of your sins because that's what's separating you from God. Jesus died on the cross to pay that penalty. Yeah. You just need to accept that free gift in faith. Trust that God is the Son of God and that He died for you and you shall be saved. And you can pray something a little in your heart like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promises that He will do just that. Yes. Your sins will be forgiven. Your guilt will be gone, and you can experience that new life in Jesus Christ and have that hope of eternal life with Him. Hallelujah. What a wonderful word of encouragement, Nathan Jones. Thank you so much. And of course, again, our lives is to glorify the Lord. Verse 12, and that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and in Him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that, Nathan. He opens with grace and closes a chapter with grace, right? <laughs> That's an excellent point. I didn't see that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, certainly. And that's important to remember. Yeah. You live by grace. And I believe that that's what God, you, you know, Nathan, and it's so sad that so many people live under the law and, and uh, law, and all they seem to preach is the law. But I love it because you and I, even though we're talking about uh, difficult times, uh, the times of the tribulation, yet we try to highlight the grace of God and the opportunities now. And that's why I enjoy doing these programs with you, Nathan Jones. <laughs> uh, I do too, brother. You, you bring out so much interesting details. You, you suck tomorrow out of the bones, so to speak, yeah. of God's Word. And I just love studying the Bible with you. And I hope those tuned in love it as well. Amen. And that's why we, we're pretty much at the end of our program. And we do want to encourage those of you that are tuned in. Listen, if you're in need of prayer, if you have a question or a comment, make sure you reach out to us, even if the program is over, 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463, or 305-992-9537. We'd love to pray for you. We want to encourage us. Continue to be good students of biblical prophecy, uh, so when these programs are on we'd love for you guys to be part of them and of course nathan jones we pretty much ran out of time for this segment of our program and it's always a pleasure to have you on great to be on brother thank you i want to thank you nathan of course we want to thank every one of you for tuning into a program and of course we ran out of time but may the lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you and keep your eyes up Keep your eyes on Jesus. He is coming back very, very soon. He loves you, and he has a wonderful plan uh, for every one of you. And make sure this week that you share the love of Christ with someone because he indeed has a plan for mankind and is found in his son, Jesus Christ. So we thank you all for tuning in. 
May the Lord bless you and you all have a wonderful day.